This week on Ultra 64, it's the game that's ruined more family nights than divorce and Donald Trump combined. It's Monopoly! Welcome to Ultra 64, we are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each week we are playing another game in the Nintendo 64 catalog in random order until we play every goddamn one of them. My name is Steve Dunning. I am second place in the beauty pageant winner, Woody Siskowski. You were robbed of that, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's tough. By the third place person. Uh, hey. Oh, burn! Oh. Hey, hey, banter. Banter, everyone. It's what yes. we're known for. Oh, wackiness. Speaking of banter, we have two, count them, two guests with us. One, today. two. Counted them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're playing Elmo's Number Journey again. Yay! <laughs> We've already won. Uh, all right, let's say hello to our guests. Uh, let's start here, guest. Uh, I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome. I'm so used to just hearing your full name. I don't know if I'm allowed oh, to say your full name. No, we can say my full name. It's like, Katie Bray. Jim. I don't know why I always say your name as, like, Katie Bray. I don't say, oh, I do hi, too. Katie. I it's say, hey, Katie it's, Bray. it's Katie Bray. It's, it's, some, it's always Katie some Bray. Some people, like Katie Bray, have quality names to say the whole one. It's and true. other people, like... <laughs> Danielle Rapinski. <laughs> <laughs> she is a last name similar to Hardcore mine. Polish Are we days? having yeah. two Polish people on this show? God damn yeah. it. <laughs> How many Polish people does it take to make a podcast? <laughs> At least two. Before it was one, so... We're, we're upgrading. A 50% ratio. I just want to point out, as part of my introduction, I am essentially a professional board gamer. Yes, this is important. So this is why, this uh, is a, a lot of the take. reason why we brought you in here is uh, Danielle is the owner of Bellingham Establishment Rook and Rogue, which is, tell us a little bit about Rook and Rogue. It is a board game pub with a full restaurant menu and a full bar, so you can get drunk and play board games at the same time. It's the best. Yes, it absolutely is the best. And it's, sure. it's a wonderful place. If you're in Bellingham, Washington, you should absolutely go to Rook and Rogue. Shameless it is a plug. delight. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's why you're here. That's what podcasting's all about. <laughs> because if you haven't pieced it together, we are talking about a board game. Uh, probably the board game. I think this is the game that's most synonymous with board games uh, throughout history than maybe anything else. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not for, saying for it's... For better or worse. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best game, board game ever made, but I do think it's probably the I'm most important. I'm not saying it's the best board game ever made, but it's definitely in the top one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitive field. Yeah. Tell I us mean, about your experience just with board games in, de- in general, Danielle. And like, wh- when did you, what games like brought you into your enthusiasm for board games for sort of tracing your career path? Monopoly was for sure an early one. Um, I, I have a sister that's just a little less, a little more than a year younger than me. A little less older than you. A little, a little less older than me. God damn it. Polish <laughs> math. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, yeah. So we played lots of board games. My favorite real board game that I played as a kid was Hero Quest. Um, Monopoly was supplanted quickly by Hero Quest when that came out. It was an old um, game by the Warhammer folks, and it was amazing. Um, it was a, it was one of the first serious board games that was here in the U.S. They have plenty in Germany, but we didn't get them here, hmm. at least not in the little town that I grew up in. I haven't played that one, but I mean, I think everybody here is kind of a big board game enthusiast. I would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got a shelf out here. Uh, Woody's beat me at every board game ever invented. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I yeah. feel like you're 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 more of a board game dabbler. I'm and, a dabble. I, I dabble, and yeah, I, I dive yeah. in deep. He does. When, he does. Yeah. We have to throw a rope in and drag him back up every once in a while. Uh, so I mean, I. I don't know. I, I also went pretty deep on this episode. This is the most research I've ever done for a single episode, just because I got like kind of hooked in reading about the history of Monopoly, and then I read a whole book, and I watched a documentary all this week, so uh, I'm, I'm prepared to lecture you guys. Are you ready to go on a learning journey no. to the heart of America <laughs> Can, and we, what it means to be human? Do we collect $200? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm in then. There might be something in here worth that. You can okay. fence it on the street. One of Nicole's running trophies. Why not? <laughs> She'll never notice it. So yeah, a lot of my research for this game or this episode uh, came courtesy of Mary Pylon's book, The Monopolists, which is a very richly researched uh, history onto the uh, origins of Monopoly, the game. And then I also watched a documentary, Under the Boardwalk, 
which I think borrows heavily from King of Kong, which is like one of my mm. very favorite board games. Except, Wait, or no, documentaries. I mean, documentaries. And <laughs> the difference being that the guys in Under the Boardwalk will make the King of Kong guys look like the fucking Rat Pack. Like these are the dorkiest human <laughs> beings physically possible by so law. So is, is this about competitive monopoly? It's players? about competitive monopoly players. It's about the world tournament champion monopoly players. Well, uh, I. I can't even imagine. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's on Amazon Prime right now if anybody wants to see it. Under the Boardwalk. It's a lot of fun. Narrated by future Shazam star Zachary Levy. Uh, so yes, uh, before we get into all this, earliest uh, earliest memories of playing Monopoly. Does anybody have, like, this is probably like an introductory board game for a lot of people, I think, it right? Is. I mean, yeah. I, I associate it with one trip when I was probably six or seven years old. My family went on a trip to a cabin in Northern California somewhere couldn't tell you where if you put a gun to my head. Uh, put the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just say yeah. Sacramento. Just say Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I remember we went up there for a week of like camping and fishing and everything like that, but it rained on us the whole time, so we were just stuck in the cabin. Typical Sacramento. <laughs> so I discovered three things on that trip. First, I discovered uh, American Girl books because that was one of only two best. pieces of literature in there. I read that one twice. They're historical and they've got great outfits. I forget. Don't that. Your head they scratched the two major check boxes. <laughs> I forget. My two major check boxes. I forget the name of the girl, but it was the Swedish immigrant. Kirsten. Kirsten, yes. And her, her sister died of cholera. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when I learned what cholera was. Uh, she had I her also, own fork and knife. Yes. The the other... Uh, only there were an American Girl doll for N64. We oh, can really yeah. get Katie's expertise yes. in here. Uh, the other the other thing I discovered was Mad Magazine, because there was one mm-hmm. old copy of Mad Magazine in there, and then I kind of got obsessed with Mad for a little bit, like that founded my juvenile humor of my uh, early teens and then monopoly well, and, monopoly your, board. and your early 30s and my early 30s it has not gone away yeah. fart <laughs> anyway uh so yeah we discovered monopoly and that was when i played my first game of monopoly with my family and we had a we had a decent time and uh you know we we picked up a monopoly board for christmas that year and every once in a while we would sit down and play it and uh we would get in very loud angry screaming fights uh, how about you guys I definitely have many memories of trying to force my family to play games with me. Neither one of my parents are very into games, um, and mostly I would just play video games with my friends. Um, And Monopoly was definitely a board game we had in our closet, and I tried to pull out, and I made people play a few times. Um, It just has such a... It takes a while to realize that Monopoly is not a very fun game, which I know we'll get into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that when my mom won... And things went fast. I remember that she had a good time, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't often happen. So, yeah. yeah, I I don't. Once I sort of graduated and started playing games with actual friends instead of my parents. Not that my parents aren't my friends because they're both delightful people. Sure. Um, but they 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 they're. In Are you guys laughing so hard? At that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like my parents too. <laughs> is it? This is not a controversial take. <laughs> Boy loves parents. Stop the presses. <laughs> dork um yeah but i haven't really played monopoly much with you know the people that i play board games with right i mean is there a game that you guys kind of go to now like what's your go-to now Mm, we play a lot of different stuff the the one we played the most frequently is called charterstone because it's Mm. one of these legacy games we haven't played it in a while where you have to play like 12 times and every time that you play the board changes and it gets a little different. I, yeah. I like that model. I, I like that more games are taken than I played Pandemic Legacy and mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, Settlers of Catan is my modern day go-to. That's one I just don't get really bored with uh, and all its various iterations. I don't know. I think Settlers of Catan is actually a very parallel game to Monopoly in the sense that it's definitely an introduction to um, a certain type of board game yeah. um, and it's fairly simple but and by the time you play it more, the randomness really starts to drive you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Catan, Catan has gathered as much dust as Monopoly for me. I I like big, huge, epic kind of games now. I like miniatures and I like painting them. I like all of the hobby mm. stuff. So my go-tos tend to be really fiddly 
kind of war games, even. <clears throat> okay. Monopoly's a war game, if you think yeah. about it. Sure. War profiteering, maybe. Sure. Yeah. And I played Marrying Mr. Darcy last weekend, and I'm in love. My yeah. lord. <laughs> that is so on brand for yeah. I can't even describe yeah, I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not straying too far away from my brand this fun game. week. Yeah. So did no, you have, really did you have Monopoly experience, Katie? Is it, I do, was it? yeah. Um, actually, we're thinking about my earliest memory is... Me playing it with my cousin Nolan and us making up a bunch of rules and then him getting mad and then me throwing one of his, um, oh, what was that TV show with the animal? <laughs> Thundercats. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Throwing his Thundercat toy at him. So <laughs> this Those, is those guys are sharp. Because <laughs> you, you, you talked to earlier about you threw a controller once and broke uh, it. Like, yeah. are you a rage gamer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I threw my controller... When I was playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. It wasn't and... even a cooperative game? You just got <laughs> no. angry at the yeah. single player game no, you were playing? Because I, really... you'll, know, you'll learn this about me. I cannot jump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like even just, you can't press a jump button? Uh, no, not to save my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get through somehow, though. That's pretty important in Assassin's Creed, too. Yeah, it's pretty important oh, in life. It's pretty yeah. I don't think a day yeah, goes I've by without a of jump them, off of something. So. <laughs> Parkour, baby. Yeah. Um, so my, my Monopoly memories, my sister and I played a ton. I was a little bit of a sociopath as a child, and I think I stole more money than I ever made <laughs> playing Monopoly. I was always the banker. I would always, like, slide some extra You're not cash. a sociopath if you just use it. You're just exploiting the rules that are already there. Yeah, okay? totally. You're, you're I mean, brilliant it's totally genius. fine to just count a little extra for yourself when you're well, doing that. But I remember the fee you take for being the banker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the banker's tax. Yeah. But I remember for sure, like, our box was so well-loved and so worn that the, you know, all the edges had broken, all the corners were broken. It was just a flat lid that was kind of on top of a box. It was shoved in a corner of the living room, and it, you could always see it. And we would take the money out, and we would play different games with the money, too. And But we played Monopoly all the time, like at least once a month growing up for, for a long, long time, lots of Monopoly. And we managed not to murder each other somehow. <laughs> nice. Well, all right, let's let's, let's dive in. Yeah. Let's dive in. I'm not going to go in the whole sordid history of board games, just this one. Uh, but uh, suffice to say, board games originated in Asia and the Middle East. They came here via trade routes, uh, and people spread them around and added to them and changed them. So games like Parcheesi, Backgammon are some of the oldest uh, games in existence, and they came from India and China. Uh, so, you know, that's worthwhile. Uh, but in the U.S., uh, board games first started to gain popularity in the 1800s. Uh, some of the early hits were Mansion of Happiness, which is uh, mm -hmm. uh, created in 1800, and that is supposed to impart uh, Bible lessons to you every time you move around squares. Um, authors, which taught literary figures. You were supposed to match the card of the literary author with his work. Uh, you know, which that could still be fun to do. It was the tagline of that game. It's a wild good time, but it was W-I-L-D-E. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Anagrams, which came out in 1877, and that's actually still played today. You know, it's uh, the modern equivalent would be Bananagrams. But yeah, uh, yeah you, can, you can expand on that. Um, and really board games at that time were almost exclusively used for educational purposes or contained some kind of moral uh, the concept of actually sitting around and playing board games is something that evolved with the economy because it's it's a status symbol. It's a mark of leisure that you have time in the evenings to sit with your family and goof off on something. You know, like As opposed yeah. to tilling wheat. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's six p.m. Time to go to sleep so we can wake up at three with the sun and grow sorghum and then gather it and make our beets and burlap sacks. Specifically, sort of. Specifically, yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that seems really okay. Steve yeah. Sorghum Farms, stop by, folks. If you're ever in Bellingham, Washington, <laughs> Steve Sorghum. It chews up real good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Monopoly itself, it's credited creation as 1935, but it's much, much more complicated than that. Monopoly, as we know it, was, as most great things are, stolen from a woman. Uh, it was in 1903, a woman named Lizzie McGee. Uh, she was a prominent businesswoman, a feminist, a suffragette, and a writer. And she invented something called the Landlord's Game, which her intention with that was it was to be an educational tool 
to help teach children about the dangers of corporations controlling large swaths of property. She based a lot of her philosophy on a famous economist and socialist named Henry George, and uh, she wanted this game to kind of spread his philosophy to the masses. Uh, and basically, just a big old socialist. And it's interesting to see the landlord game as literally the opposite of what Monopoly is. Where the point is to own as much as possible, bankrupt all of your opponents, and uh, just it's capitalism run rampant. So is the notion, you know, the notion of Monopoly is that you buy up all of the housing for investment. Yeah. And drive the other players out of... <clears throat> money and then they no longer have any place to live and i assume die yeah it's never really explained what happens <laughs> when you go bankrupt in monopoly i but... think you just get like a funny hobo outfit like your top hat is like okay. the flap of it is is hanging up and you have like a hole in your boot and you get like a that. bindle you get a bindle <laughs> you got to take the train like in sullivan's travels yeah you, you got to get out you of got town. an old dog that wanders yeah. around you eat beans together mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the life man uh, so the game was kind of passed around from person to person. There wasn't really any mass marketing of games at this point. So she would take it to a neighbor's house and they would play it and they would enjoy it and then they would make their own board and then they would play it. And it spread around and kind of evolved from place to place. Uh, a lot of uh, frat boys in Massachusetts added a lot to it. They wound up creating like a spin off early version called Finance. And uh, the big difference there was that they separated all the neighborhoods by ethnicity. <laughs> so there was like... Uh, over Whoa. here, oh, here's here's Mulaney Drive and O'Donohue Avenue. And oh then, oh, here's God. the Jewish section. Here's Cohen Street and Epstein Road. And so, yeah, not very uh, not very great. Was there a Polish section? Probably. Hey, Probably. <laughs> it's off the board on a different board. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a, a lot of modifications were added by uh, the Quaker population in Atlantic City. They were building up the, the city at that point, and so they thought it would be fun to model the board after famous Atlantic City landmarks. So to this day, all the streets in uh, Monopoly are based off of Atlantic City. Uh, Finally, it was played in Philadelphia by a man named Charles Darrow uh, at a dinner party with uh, his friend uh, Charles Todd. So Darrow uh, saw the economic potential in this game, and he asked Charles Todd to write down a set of rules because there weren't any standardized rules at that point. He asked him to write down rules just so he could go and play it with by with his family at a different table. And then he went home. Uh, he cut out a swath of oil cloth. He drew up his own little design of the board, and he started trying to sell it. Uh, years later, of course, uh, Charles Todd would find out about this and uh, would be very upset that <laughs> this man is making millions of dollars off of instructions that he wrote. Uh, so yeah, Darrow started selling it around local uh, uh, department stores, and it was a huge hit around Christmas 1935. So uh, Parker Brothers decided to invest in it. So originally he pitched it to Parker Brothers, and they passed. They gave him a list of 52 things that were wrong with the game. Uh, most principally is that it was too long and boring. <laughs> nobody would like it. <laughs> Turns out that was not a bug. That was a feature. <laughs> um, but so it started selling so well in these little independent stores in 1934, the Parker Brothers bought it. Uh, the first Parker Brothers edition of Monopoly was released on February 6, 1935, and it was an instant hit, and it single-handedly saved Parker Brothers from bankruptcy during the height of the Great Depression. What were Parker Brothers manufacturing around this time before they had Monopoly? They, mean... they still had board games. Okay. Uh, they, uh, I, I forget the name of their big hit, but they had a couple of like smaller board games. They weren't a very big company at this point. Okay. Monopoly made them, for sure. Uh, and uh, the game kept evolving and changing, so uh, the, the car, uh, cartoonist by the name of F.O. Alexander, who was a close friend of Charles Darrow, uh, he gave the he, he drew the art design, so he drew created all the mascots. There's uh, Jake the Jailbird, everyone's favorite, uh, <laughs> Officer Edgar Malloy, and of course the iconic cover character, and this is his full name, Rich Uncle Milburn Pennybags. He's sometimes just called Mr. Monopoly. I believe they actually officially changed his name to Mr. Monopoly. It might be at this point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's his Scandal. likeness is based off of J.P. Morgan, who was a famous industrialist at the time, who had that same gigantic mustache and top hat, except he was very surly and a very cruel uh, man. Uh, well, Mr. Monopoly is a friendly uncle. Uh, you know, so he's, he's, a, he's a Scrooge McDucky character. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in the book, uh, The Monopolist, they're talking about F.O. Alexander, the artist, and uh, uh, the author of the book kind of makes him seem like just the nicest human being alive. Like, he he found out later that his designs are being used in the board, and he's just like, oh, no, that's fine. He and Darrow were like, lifelong best friends until the day they died and they she described uh the he died at the age of 95 
uh, surrounded by family with a big smile on his face. Aww. So he's just like a very, very happy, sweet man who wrote a lot of political cartoons and designed Monopoly. Was he compensated well for his contribution? Oh, or he was paid not? nothing. He was paid nothing. <gasps> what? Yeah, he did not make a dime off of it. So you're saying that the evolution <laughs> of Monopoly and the by Charles Darrow is actually very fitting as to the content yeah, of the game. It is. <laughs> he, he saw an opportunity and he gouged his friends. And it, I might be being a little... I'm, I can be a little sympathetic with Charles Darrow just because... Uh, some of the myth about him is true. He was unemployed. It was at the height of the Depression, and he had uh, a family to feed. His youngest son uh, suffered a bout of scarlet fever that was undiagnosed, and it caused some severe brain damage. Mm. Uh, so he was debilitated, and he needed to be put into a special home. And really, there was only one special home around that time that wasn't treating mentally handicapped people like animals. And it was really expensive. So that was part of the motivation. Um, you know, he, he, yeah, he had to make some money off of it. So when are we, are we going to option the movie rights for this, Steve? I feel Already like did. if they were able to make a movie out of the Mono- uh, the McDonald's guy, yeah, you can surely make a more interesting movie out of this guy. I think you can. Well, I don't know, except his story kind of ends here. Like, he, mm. he made one more board game that was a financial failure. It was called Bears and Bulls. Uh, again, trying to follow up on the financial success. Uh, it didn't go anywhere, and he and his family just lived out their life on a little farm, growing orchids, uh, traveling a lot. They had a very happy, peaceful life from then on. You'd his have, ancestors still live off the royalties. You'd have to embellish it for the movie a little bit. Like, maybe he becomes, like, a mass crime fighter Ooh. and, like, fights for capitalism. <laughs> I bet. Oh, 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 the little, the little Scotty dog piece on Monopoly is based on a real dog that's a talking dog, CGI animated, all silver, and he helps him fight the crime. He's Perfect. a robot. <laughs> Early robot in the 1930s. I would see this movie. Uh, yeah, so the Atlantic City uh, still provides the outline for most of the board, but it's they change it based on where it's released. So it's the streets are going to be different in London and in Prague and in different places. They make it regional. And I mean, that's been a secret to Monopoly's success in general is how they can just change the aesthetic features of the game and get people to buy more copies of it. Like, no matter yeah. where you live, there's probably a version of Monopoly for your town. Oh, hence, yeah, absolutely. It's Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a... Uh, we could walk down the Chamber of Commerce and get a Bellinghamopoly yeah. right now. Yeah. It's available. Yeah. Uh, so I'm brand, I think there's a Nintendoopoly. There's where, several yep. Nintendoopolies, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what property do you think the Nintendo 64 is on Nintendoopoly? I think that they're characters, but, like... If you were going to put, you know, the Virtual Boy at Baltic Avenue. Right, yeah. Um, I feel like... What's at Boardwalk, I guess? I guess uh, a, a Super NES, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll, Super I'll NES. Go, I'll go with that. You get, uh, N64, let's wait. say it's Marvin Gardens. Yellow? I, I like, you know... All right, all right. I would say it's Marvin Gardens, <laughs> you know. I was going to put it at orange. Incidentally, but... I pointed this out earlier. Marvin Gardens one of the most commonly uh, spread around typos in human history because uh, it's actually spelled M-A-R-V-E-N in real life. They misspelled it, and it's still on every single board. Little fun fact to take to the bank. <laughs> What's more fun <laughs> than typos and spelling mistakes? <laughs> yep. Woo! Um, yeah, so uh, I guess one other little interesting thing she talked about, and Mary Pilon talked about in her book, is that... Uh, Atlantic City at this time was still very segregated, and you can kind of draw a line on the board, like from Kentucky Avenue, everything before Kentucky Avenue was the so-called ethnic neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So, like, Oriental Avenue was actually where all the Asian people lived, Mm. you know, and uh, everything after Kentucky Avenue is kind of the hoity-toity rich tourists and everything like that. So, it's very segregated there. Um, I don't really have a point to go with that. I just thought I'd point that out. It still is. It's... (laughs) One of my least favorite places. I've never been. Uh, so have you been to Atlantic I've City? I've been to Atlantic City. I lived in Philadelphia for... Yeah, I've lived in Philadelphia for about three years. So, yeah. yeah. Atlantic City, the worst. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Sorry, yeah. Atlantic City listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. You know, we're talking about your neighbors. They're the shitty ones. <laughs> Those Baltic Avenue residents. <laughs> yes. Let's talk a little bit about modified rules. I think everybody has their own house rules when you play Monopoly. Like, uh, for me, one of the most common, this is one I always played, was the free parking jackpot rule, mm-hmm. where all yep. of your taxes and everything is going into a pot, and then when you land on free parking, you get to keep it. And we you, would put $500 in there every time it got cleared out. Oh, yeah. Too. yeah. Yep. See, and we didn't. No, we just, you would just, you, yeah. but you did the jackpot rule. We did. Yeah. The, the original intention was just that it was, it was novel for any place in the world to have free parking because cars were new when it was being <laughs> invented. So they're like, ooh, that's a real draw. Let's go to free parking. <laughs> so in the game board, it's just a place where you're supposed to rest. But yeah, that's a better rule. 
Um, what are some What are some others? Most people will play their whole lives without ever knowing about the auction feature or that you can trade properties with people. Well, I don't know who. Uh, playing Monopoly without trading property sounds awful. That's I mean, the way we only ever know. played it. When I was sounds we didn't, great to me. We didn't know that we were allowed to do that. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's... I didn't know about mortgaging. Yeah, I didn't know about I mortgaging until I was an adult. My parents didn't want me to know about mortgaging. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "This is going to teach your bad life right. skills." Yeah. we don't want to. <laughs> Uh, according to the nerds in the documentary, uh, if the game lasts longer than an hour to an hour and a half, you're playing it wrong, uh, which makes me want to like punch him in the face. Most, <laughs> I think that is the persistent uh, story of Monopoly is that it's going to go on for goddamn ever. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the problem with Monopoly. So are we are we learned a satisfying amount of history? Are we ready oh, to rag on the game? Still so much more. <laughs> well, let's take a we brief intermission to <laughs> rag on the game. Let's rag on and the tell game. you why it's not a very fun board game. Yeah. Um. The unfo- to me the unfortunate thing about Monopoly is the first you know if you go around the board are fun of just rolling the dice and collecting properties. Um. But it eventually gets to a point where one person has so many of the properties that it's just kind of a random death knell to see who will get out first um, yeah and you're do having to do all the tedium of mortgaging properties and counting out to make sure you have enough to just pay and then once you have to mortgage and lose your hotels there's no coming back the game yeah. just has no good catch-up mechanic yeah no yeah that's the thing yeah once you're yeah yeah exactly you put it and right. we my sister and i would frequently play it as a two-player game and as a two-player game if you hit some amount of balance like you have an equal distribution of properties that are kind of some are good, some are bad. Like one of you gets the blues, one of you gets the greens. That game can go on literally forever. You just trade the same thousand dollars back and forth every turn, yeah. and it's awful. It's so <laughs> tedious. So yeah. we, I think the free parking mechanic helps add some additional uh, luck to the game. There's, I mean, it's mostly luck anyway, but it adds something to the game that that can shift the balance in one way or the other, especially in a two-player game. All these house rules are making up for what a craptacular game Monopoly really is. It really needs some kind of mechanic to just um, put some sort of agency to the player, um, because you know the point is to get monopolies and then spend your risk or reward to decide how much you want to risk by putting houses on there. And so if there was some, but if you don't land on the space you need for the Monopoly, you're just going to be hosed compared to the people who did land on what they need. Yeah. So if there was o- if there was some way to like, I don't know, buy a property from someone else without their input or something like that, or some aspect where you could get the property that you needed um, to be able to make a Monopoly without just having to rely on the dice. Yeah. 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 I mean, more recent sets have found ways to get through the length. They, uh, this. This Monopoly now comes standard with a speed die. So, like, a, it's a third red die, and uh, it, it adds a couple of options. So, if you roll triples, that means you can go around the board to anywhere you want uh, mm-hmm. automatically. Uh, and then there's a Mr. Monopoly uh, logo on one of the sides of die. When that happens, you have to move to the nearest unpurchased property and purchase it. Or if all the properties have been purchased, you have to go to the nearest place where you owe rent. Okay. Mm. So it can pretty much end the game very, very quickly. Uh, so it's, that I think that's like a, a nice inclusion. That's mm-hmm. a positive change, I think. I like the credit card mechanic, too, because it takes away sociopath children like me's ability to <laughs> steal money yeah. better. But you're using kind of kind of rudimentary calculators to keep track oh, of Oh, yeah, the that's like math. the digital thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Absolutely. I had no idea that existed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't played Monopoly. It's a, since an hour ago. <laughs> Since an hour ago, but I was thinking about it 15 years. I don't think wow. I've played it in 15 years. I Whoa. wonder how long it's been. I think it's been a little sooner for me because I have a set that somebody gave me for Christmas when you're a Walking Dead Monopoly, mm. back when mm. I was more into Walking Dead. Dead Monopoly. Um, yeah. What's, the go- what's your go-to piece in this game? I was always a big fan of the battleship just because it seemed so like cool compared to like the thimble. I'm like, yeah, I'll be the battleship. Yeah. I'm not going to be the iron. <laughs> I, I was the iron. I tend to be the iron because it's, uh, it's, it's nondescript. You know, you don't see the iron coming. You know, yeah. Everyone's... Nobody suspects the iron. <laughs> no. I'm always the car. I like that sweet little roadster. The, okay. they, Monopoly. The pieces are pretty cute, and are, like I really yeah. like their 
mm-hmm. little metallic designs. Yeah. I always like the top hat because you could put it on your finger. Oh, yes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Couldn't do the same with the thimble. Oh, <laughs> That's on. true. Uh, Patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, yeah. it's the only reason to buy any of the myriad different versions of Monopoly is some of those little pieces are so novel and fun. Like Doctor Who has really oh, yeah. cool ones. The Beatles have really cool ones. There's a bunch of really cool little pieces. I was trying pieces. to figure out what the best-selling like variant of Monopoly is right now, and I couldn't find the information. I do know the most popular one right now is Stranger Things. Oh. Uh, Stranger Things Monopoly. And it, it seems kind of like a like a ripoff because it's like you only get four tokens. Oh, it seems like a ripoff. Oh, <laughs> you, okay. You get, okay. you get four tokens, and then you get four more identical ones, but they're upside down. Oh. Like so, you can play as like a TV or an upside down TV. Cheap out on the art, like yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty cute. Yeah. I was just like, we'll just do this upside down. Well, let's enter the quiz portion of the information Ooh. here. Um, all right, so the game launched with ten metal tokens. Do you know which three are still in use today of the original ten? Anybody got guesses? I think it's the dog, the thimble, and the iron, isn't it? Miss, miss, like... miss, and miss. Oh, oh no, good guesses. Top hat and. I wanted to say thimble. Yeah. Uh, top hat is correct. Oh, I got one. Man, we yeah. <laughs> uh, car, um, top hat, and guy on horse. No. Wheelbarrow? Very close. Uh, race car is right. Uh, top hat is right. And battleship. Those are the three. Oh. The Scotty dog is close. It was introduced like in 1937, I think. Mm. Dogs are close to battleships. Uh, so there are... <laughs> Here's, here's just some random numbers. There are 40 spaces 47, on the board. 59, <laughs> 22. <laughs> now connect them to Monopoly somehow. Uh, there are 28 properties, including four railroads and two utilities. The standard set comes with 32 house tokens and 12 hotels, 28 deed cards, 16 chance, 16 community chest, and a total of $20,580 in fake cash. The game has been made available in 114 <laughs> countries, and it's been played by more than one billion people. Did you wow. hear about that run of Monopoly that they did where they released one game that had a real cash in it? What? Really? No, this is fake. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but it That'd should be amazing. amazing yeah, right? I love that. Did, you, did you hear about the security guard who ripped off the McDonald's Monopoly and got I, all the prizes to his yeah. peaks? I have the story. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, does anybody have a guess at how long the longest game of Monopoly ever played was? They're they're all dead. <laughs> My sister and I are still playing one from 1982. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that one's probably it. Uh, the longest continuously played game of Monopoly was 70 days. Whoa, 70 fucking days. The longest game played underwater, which I remember seeing this on the news when I was a kid. 72 hours. Wow. That was one of the chapters in Dante's Inferno, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is where That's the board answer. game Wait, players are. They have to play Monopoly <laughs> underwater. That's the circle of hell for librarians. Uh, this is probably an apocryphal story, but I, I like it anyway. Uh, Monopoly boards apparently were used to smuggle intel and goods into servicemen trapped in POW camps. Hmm. So there was a British game developer called Waddington's, and they owned the European publishing rights for Monopoly. And so they would uh, cut open the very thin boards, and they would hide maps or uh, nail files or cash inside there. And according to the the former CEO of Waddington's, it helped several POWs escape, but nobody's ever found one of these boards. Mm -hmm. So it's not for sure that that happened, but I think it's cool. Um, In 2008, there was an artist in San Francisco who made a solid gold Monopoly set worth an estimated $2 million. It had jewels set in all the chimneys and in all the dice-like pips, uh, like real emeralds and rubies and everything. And uh, the Queen of England played on it with the uh, uh, British national champion. Wow. They put they put on a boat and they, <laughs> they sailed her around and they played that. Uh, so according to the documentary I watched, if you were to lay every house piece from every game of Monopoly that's ever been sold, it would circle the entire world twice. Wow! So that's thirty five billion little house pieces. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Monopoly <laughs> tournaments because these are the dorkiest people humanly alive. Uh, they've been held. And we <clears throat> run a Nintendo sixty four podcast. I feel comfortable so. throwing stones. Yes. Uh, so the the tournaments been held worldwide since nineteen seventy three, uh, and it's not every year. It seems to be kind of like an irregular pattern. But uh, currently, the world champion is Nicolo Falcone, an Italian, obviously, who won the world championship title at the tournament in Macau in ni- uh, two thousand fifteen. And winners of that tournament go home with a prize of $20,580, which is the same amount as in a standard board. That's gone up because until like 10 years ago, it was like 15,000 came standard in a board. So now it's better to be a professional Monopoly player. Um, (laughs) 
Now some of that's them... why that's why we get into it. Yeah, I mean, and I, I didn't I didn't say any of this stuff while we were playing because I didn't want you guys to have an edge. But uh, according to the top ranked Monopoly players, these are the three strategies you need to know: uh, invest in the orange and red properties because they have the statistical likelihood of being hit the most. Uh, build up your properties to the three house level and stop right there because that's going to mm. give you your greatest return on investment. Oh. Uh, you start losing money once you buy four houses or hotels. When and, you start losing money, like the increase in rent isn't worth as much as yeah, the it's house it's cost? like it's triple value on the three house level. Like it, the value triples. So like compared to how much money you put into it to how much you're getting back, that's the most economic way to do it. Okay. Uh, and then the third tip is just to trade, 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 constantly trade. Uh, and you need to be very cunning. I don't think it's a coincidence that most of the people who are world uh, monopoly champions are also lawyers. Uh, they know how to talk, they know how to argue, and they know how to debate. Uh, all right, let's talk about McDonald's because that story is crazy. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's has been running that annual monopoly promotion since 1987. You know, you collect stickers off of soda, fries, hash browns, and then you match them on your board. And you're always like, oh, right, I only need the P. Yeah. So I just have to find one person who's got the P. Yep. But of course. You there's know, one of those. There's one of those. I had a friend who posted on Facebook. He's like, does anyone have the N for the Safeway promotion? Like, and like, um, if you do, I'll totally split the money with you because I have all the other letters. Oh, God. And I'm like, uh, are you my Facebook friend again? You know, actually, one of my scout leaders won the McDonald's. No kidding. Yes. Were they in cahoots? With uh, this security so you, Probably. No, you, you this get, was a what's long the rule, time like, ago. It's park, park Place and broad, bo- uh, Boardwalk will get you $1 million, right? right. If you have those yeah. two pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing. I used to work in McDonald's when I was, like, in college, and I would take those pieces. Like, I would just go home, like, oh, oh, I'll, let me bust your table and take these unused pieces. And I would just take them home. And I never got shit. <laughs> like, I didn't win a single thing ever. Uh, but this guy did. Uh, this former police officer, Jerry Jacobson, uh, he was JJ in, to his friends. JJ, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> demands pictures of Spider-Man. Uh, he was indicted for scamming nearly twenty-four million dollars off of that game. He rigged the board to win almost every single prize for twelve straight years, uh, and this took him decades. Uh, pretty much immediately after the game started at McDonald's, he got a job at the printing company that made all the stickers that went on the labels, and he started pocketing them. <laughs> And then he had a network of about 50-something people, and he would give them the pieces in exchange for a cut of whatever they won. So over the 50 people over 12 years, you know, he, he won a hefty amount of money. He finally uh, got caught and was indicted in 2001, but they logged that case on September 10th, 2001. The next day, there was slightly bigger news that they had to deal with, mm-hmm. so people kind of forgot that this ever happened. But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of a crazy story. I don't know. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, I won't go into the anti-monopoly stuff. I'm rambling on too much. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> legal cases and legal precedents going on with this. But let's just talk well, about well, this damn give, game Give play. one more time the name of the book that you read. The Monopolists, Mary Pylon. Definitely worth reading. Definitely we, worth reading. we require yeah. more Mary Pylons. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a quick book. I mean, I'm a slow reader, and I, I finished it like this week. So, yeah, it's it's a good read. I started it two years ago. I was going to say, when ago. did you start it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, let's talk about this game. Monopoly was released December 18th, 1999. That's my 16th birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> uh, it was developed by Mind's Eye Productions and published by Hasbro Interactive. I mean, this one is technically an N64 exclusive, but there have been Monopoly games on every single platform forever. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't really find out much about Mind's Eye Productions other than they were owned by Disney and uh, they released only six games. Monopoly was the most notable one. Their last game is one that we just talked about in an episode, weirdly. It was uh, Starsky and Hutch okay. for the PS2 and the Xbox. Uh, that was their last game that came out in 2003. And then Hasbro Interactive, we talked about before. They are the company that made Glover such a household name <laughs> throughout the nation. Uh, and they were one of the many casualties of the Infogram acquisition. And uh, the video game division of Hasbro was officially shut down in 2001. But uh, for the record, at this point, Hasbro owns Parker Brothers. Uh, they bought Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley in 1991. So Hasbro is, I believe, the number two toy company in the world behind mm-hmm. uh, Lego. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah They also mm-hmm. own Wizards of the Coast. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. So they technically, weirdly, they have the Monopoly on Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So I'm thinking back to, like, board game ports to video game systems. I remember yeah. playing... Battleship mm. um, for the NES, um, 
what 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 is your guys' opinion of playing a board game on a video game? Like, do you think that what what's lost just in that aspect? Um, I I feel like Monopoly is not fun <laughs> as as either a board game or a video game but it was particularly not fun as a video game okay um, and that's the only one i've played I, I i did not get to play battleship and i'm not really even aware of any other ones um are there other ones well, that one thing oh, yeah. that i think yeah, is yeah, weird Othello was one like uh, oh. for the atari stratego and i mean obviously there's a million chess is games. as yeah. the as board games that we play get more complicated what's that uh what's that game that has it was like the top game last year yeah Cried. Sorry, I've, no, I've, that's di- right. I've digressed. I'm I'm trying to give Danielle to click into a name of a board game that's super big and complicated. And the train one. What's the train one? Ticket to Ride. That's definitely not what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. um, somebody else talk, and then I'm going to figure this out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, I, I I think the big question you need to ask yourself. Gloomhaven. 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 Thank you. Yes, it's like this big, complicated RPG where you're leveling up your characters and you're, like, battling through dungeons. Mm. And so my point is there's a weird overlap between video games and board games, and it's like what you're talking about with HeroQuest. Mm -hmm. It's like where, to me, as the video game interface gets cleaner, um, the idea of playing a board game like that becomes less appealing. Mm -hmm. Whereas for a simple game like Monopoly... I would rather play it in person because the advantage of like actually touching the money and arguing with people over trading is more appealing. Yeah. Whereas you don't have to keep track of as much of the small fiddly things um, that's in something like Dead of Winter. So like I'm I'm very familiar with modern ports of like modern board games to like iOS or whatever. Yeah. Those are just putting the the mechanics of the board game into that interface, that works really well because it handles a lot of the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. For, well, for less complicated games like Monopoly, it's not really solving any problems. Right? Nicole was talking about this earlier. Like uh, she, she was saying that like the appeal of those iOS games, like you can get Catan or Monopoly or a mm-hmm. bunch of different things on iOS, the appeal there is uh, twofold. You can play with people online uh, and you can kind of interrupt your game whenever you want to kind of play with them. And uh, also you... Are you're not you can play alone if you want to as well. You can mm-hmm. play against a computer yep. opponent, so that's kind of a nice feature. And I mean, you but can a game do like, most of those things in Monopoly here. You can't play online, but that's the thing. The, the thing with Monopoly and sixty four is that you do still need to get people all in the same room, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not necessarily less cleanup. I mean, I still had to clean up a bunch of controllers. <laughs> uh, I think I think the main thing, the, the only benefit I could see to playing. Monopoly on the Ultra on, on the Nintendo sixty four is that you could play by yourself. You could play yeah. a, a computer. You could play an AI. If you're like in love with Monopoly and your sister won't play with you anymore because you've stolen all the money, mm-hmm. then you could potentially play by yourself. That seems autobiographical. An AI. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I could see myself doing that. Like if my parents were like, "No, we're not going to play board games yeah. with you." Mm. And I don't know. I just felt way less investment. Like I felt. You know, I didn't throw anything tonight. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was the first person to lose. You were you were so. throwing garbage, and uh, yeah. Danielle Spoiler was like right. fucking being carried on the wings of Satan throughout this interminable game that should have been over immediately. Well, see, it wasn't even that interminable. I think we finished in about an hour and ten minutes, but we which were is all pretty good. Bored out of but our we mind. were yeah. we were also all kind of intentionally making shitty decisions to try and speed things along. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's true. Except Danielle, that. Danielle <laughs> somehow. Coast, she, she lasted so long and she outgrossed everybody. And you had like four properties. You yeah. had like two, you had, had a utility, a railroad, and then you had the shittiest monopoly in the is, game. There is no way I would have won if we played it out because Woody had every property except the four that I had. I had the monopoly on the dark purples, which was the, the worst electric properties. Company. Yeah. I had the electric company and one railroad. There was no chance of me winning except Woody got frustrated enough to quit yeah, yeah, when he yeah. landed somewhere that would have I wanted to see me. the exciting victory animation of the dog standing on the pedestal. Did it pay off for you? Uh, well, yeah, because we didn't have to play Monopoly anymore. <laughs> and the dog was articulated in such a way to make it look like he had bulging arm muscles. Oh, yeah, like, he was, so it looked, he was, he was roided. He was, he was swollen. Uh, the dog was literally the best animated in the whole game. You know, you know what kind of dog he was? He was a jacked Russell Terrier. Oh, 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 You're doing the wrong noise. It's wah, 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 wah. Yeah, 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 that was lit. Anyway, uh, okay, there's also the appeal of having uh, little animations like we were talking mm-hmm. about. So mm-hmm. that's something you don't get on the board. Uh, 
We turned off the animations almost immediately. Well, because uh, it's just the character walking to the spaces. All right, let's let's walking sound off with uh, what slowly. what pieces did we go with? So and and the character names. So I mm. went with the iron, and I named him Irony. Very nice. <laughs> I was uh, I was the money bag, um, which is not a standard piece. It's but not, they no. give you the option, and I named him Money Bunny. And Money Bunny looked very angry the entire time. Yeah. Like, ir- we had irony. no mouth. I feel like the lack of the mouth is a good way to look angry because his yeah. eyes were just kind of sagging. Irony they made into like a gangly goofball. Like he, he's the fastest moving one of all of them. But yeah, he mm-hmm. looks like a goofball. Yeah, uh, I was the top hat and I went with top beret and immediately felt guilty because I should have gone with top gun. Oh, <laughs> oh. And he kind of hopped. The hat kind of hops on his legs. And he was yeah. legitimately the scariest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his eyes are always shrouded like a Clint Eastwood character. Yeah. Like, I, he's up to something sinister, that yeah. hat. And I was the dog, and creatively its name was Dog. Mm-hmm. And the, and that creativity paid off, because Woody gave up and I won. But it was, <laughs> it, it was a tribute was to the Bounty Hunter, yes. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, I decided he was Dog the Bounty you Hunter. You changed it to that, to yeah. honor your, your father. Exactly. Dog, yeah, my father Dog. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, good guy, that guy. So this game looks, I mean, it looks fine. You essentially get this big... Um, representation of a monopoly board um it's like with, settled in a mountain valley somewhere yeah um <laughs> with and then these giant dice go throw up in the air and come down right in the middle of the board and make kind of like hollow wooden sound yeah and even make dice sounds yeah that was upsetting and this, there was a really lot of weird animation excitement noises like oh yeah okay here's the thing so we wanted to speed the game along so we went into the options and we changed it to turn off the walking animations and what this means is that now the characters just kind of fall into a hole and pop back up where they're supposed to be. But there's so much pageantry and so many cartoon sound effects Hilarious every time. boing noises. It goes on way longer than if you just let them walk. But they're always like, boing, boing, Yeah. It's ridiculous. It takes way longer to not animate the walking. Uh, from the get-go, it's well, like... Well, except when you get those cards that's like, go to go, oh, and yeah. then you watch the dog walk all the way around the board. <laughs> that, okay. That one I'll give you. That yeah, one I'll give that you. That was pretty rough. Uh, you know, I liked, right from the get-go, is pretty... The interface was pretty easy uh, in the main menus, because you could set your own personal custom rules, like the free... The free Parking jackpot rule was on Collect there. Collect money while you're in jail. Yeah, yeah. You can you can customize to all these little house rules. There was also, up. I realized, there was an option for a quick game, I believe, a short game, yeah. which we did not use, so I don't know. The if, quick rules in Monopoly deal out some number of properties. Oh, yeah, they, they okay, so it's, a set, it's not unique to this game. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's a thing. Uh, I've played that before. It's a really boring way to play because it's like then you're just like trying to convince somebody else to give you their. You cards. basically are cutting out the fun part of Monopoly of actually getting the new properties, right? And going yeah. right to the tedious what part. What if you think the fun part is the trade? Then you're getting. Then you're the, wrong. You're getting well, objectively wrong. All right. Well, speaking of the trade, we were <laughs> well, all one of you is better at trading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, my four properties. I, I think the trading is where it falls. Apart. We were all feeling okay about this game in terms of if you're going to play Monopoly, it seemed to work okay, and then we got into the trading and the sort of asset management and when you think fun you think asset management (laughs) Um, but the interface is just really bad everything is sort of small the properties are super small you don't trade from your hand you actually have to go around the board and select the property that you want to give and the property you want to request you have to use the different c buttons to select whether you want to trade money or cards. Money increments $1 at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. very annoyingly, you have to press the C button twice to confirm and not press A to confirm, which we did about a million times and would exit us out of that menu. Yeah, and then it's start over again, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we made many trades based on the premise of we didn't think the other person... That was my strategy. I'm like, Steve, I'm just going to ask you for more money because I know you don't want to go through the rigmarole of making a counter offer. <laughs> that worked in your advantage because I'm just yeah. like, all right, uh, I don't want to figure out how to make this work. Yeah, Take my 80 bucks. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that was where it fell apart. I mean, if, if you're just going to play this game, uh, just going around in circles and never trading or buying houses or doing anything, it's uh, fine. It works great. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you just want to press a button every 30 seconds or so to roll your dice, then you're fine. Danielle was like sprawled half on the couch. <laughs> Like one one hand on the floor, one hand like barely holding onto the couch, yep. and you were playing just by tapping it with your index finger, yep. and it was working fine. Yep. Yeah. Dexterity not required. Exactly. So it's no very jumping, low impact. No jumping frustration in this game. I mean, if it weren't for that trading interface, this is a game you could play with your grandparents. Uh, sure. And 
Without that, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, your grandpa sounds a little too cutthroat. Here. <laughs> also, my grandpa's dead. Oh, so. well, that would make it difficult. Well, yeah, yeah, or more exciting. Ooh, okay. Just Monopoly, sweet. right? Yeah. Uh, so I'll break out my from... Walking Dead Monopoly again. Yeah. We can enjoy that. I shouldn't be joking about your dead grandfather. I apologize. No, I do all the time. <laughs> oh, good, good. It's a great source of, source of mirth in the Bray household. <laughs> That's a, well, I, don't, my, just don't tell my mom. <laughs> this is a digression, but on, on the other podcast I do every once in a while, it's a World of Tomorrow. We talk about Futurama. It's the and dead grandparents' podcast. It is. No, it totally is. The running joke with me and my co-host is like, her, her family's running joke is that, oh, oh, grandpa's dead. He can't do anything. Our dog is dead. He can't do anything. <laughs> So, like, we've mentioned at least uh, once on every episode uh, how her dog is dead. So, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, this is turning into that now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I don't know. The animations didn't really do it for me. The interface was clunky. And I also found the frame rate was, like, chugging for a game that's really bad. simple and yeah. is not trying to do a lot. It was struggling. I've played a version of Monopoly before. I think it was the one for PC around this same time, mm. where when you landed on a property, it would show you a little animation of that property. Oh, mm-hmm. And I remember that was a lot of fun. Like, That'd Baltic Avenue and Mediterranean were just these super, like, run-down trailers. I remember and that, yeah. Park Place and Boardwalk were, like, really nice and ritzy. And I feel like this game really needed something like that, or some kind of animation when you get, like, a community chess card of, like, a little tiny movie that plays, or just even, like, money raining down from the sky. Yeah. Um, You didn't like the giant Mr. Monopoly... There was a giant Mr. Monopoly that would sort of turn your next card over for you. But it just showed you the card. There was no, like, magic. There was no beauty pageant animation when you won second prize or whatever. See, that'd be great. And I I feel like, I don't know, I haven't played the modern versions. I know there is, the most recent console version was on PS3. And uh, EA is distributing those now, so it's probably you have to pay 50 cents. To, like, <laughs> Every time you roll doubles, you pay yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're in jail. Do you $50. Yeah. open PlayStation Store to get out of jail? Yes, I mean... Watch that, this 30-second trailer. That would be great on a system that can handle Like, I don't know, I think back on, like... I was really obsessed with Star Wars chess on the PC back mm-hmm. when I was a kid because you got those little animations. Mm-hmm. Every time your little yeah. rook uh, R2-D2 would take somebody, there would be a cute little animation that was different for every character. Wait, the rook was R2-D2? It no, wasn't... wait, I think, he, I think he was the pawn. They should have made it Chewbacca, and then they could call it the rookie. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Damn it. Why weren't you programming that game? Uh, well, I was probably eight years old and don't know how to program. <laughs> That's a good enough reason. I'll let that pass. I'll let that pass. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like they added anything to Monopoly. That's the biggest frustration. It's yeah. like you didn't you didn't take the opportunity to do anything cooler with it at all. And in fact, it was in many ways worse. Like you said, it, you you couldn't even see where you were at on the board when you were zoomed out trying mm-hmm. to make those like when Woody was trying to put houses strategically to to make me land on them. He couldn't tell where I was on the board because it was pixelated and you guys out. brought up the excellent point that because it's so zoomed in on the characters and where you're at there's no sense of anticipation when you like roll a seven you're like crap right. am i gonna land like right on the property with all the hotel with the right. hotel or you know and then that su- re- relief when you land right on community chess between them yeah, yeah. So. It's, i couldn't actually tell where i was on the board the whole game yeah that's uh, another frustrating thing yeah. yeah you just have to kind of remember and like yeah, I, I feel like there's an argument to be made for maintaining the fidelity of the product, but at the same time, this is a product that you're charging us more for. This is probably double the price of a standard Monopoly board when it was new. Hmm. Uh, I think I bought it for $1 now. So now, now it's a better deal. Appreciate it. Now it's a, definitely it's a better deal. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you needed to add a little something extra, and I don't mm-hmm. think the little squiggly eyes on the iron and everything, as cute as it was for the first 30 seconds, I don't think that's going to carry you through. It does save you from doing math, which is really tedious in Monopoly, when you get down to, like, you owe me $36 for this. That okay, is true. make change for me. The yeah. square that makes you pay $200 or 10% of your money is crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Because it's... They don't tell you in this game how much 10% is, and yeah. they don't, I mean, they don't in regular Monopoly either, but has... But you, you have know your cards in front of you. You have to, to know. play 10% of your total 
property and money. It's crazy yeah. that that space still exists. That's the thing. And yeah, you're trying and this game especially you can't like look at your cards and calculate how much everything is no. worth. So like I'm looking at I'm like okay, what? Oh, 10%. That's that's uh, okay, that's 80 bucks. Let's do that. And it's like they're charge you $475. <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> Could have told me that. Like so 200 is generally the better option unless you're playing like Danielle and you have like <laughs> one railroad and one utility and uh, nothing else and then a dog all the cash. A I dog that just dances between like the raindrops every time yeah you was you were hitting those free parking tokens you, you were just like skipping through all of woody's all landmines all woody's landmines i just yeah, had like, the most luck ever it was crazy it was all fives and tens right through the middle i i don't know was it luck i don't yeah i mean i cheated obviously right oh yeah for sure <laughs> you can't take the cheater out of the girl right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh I think the reason to get this game um, would be if you were a parent and your kid was really into Monopoly and was like, Daddy, let's play Monopoly. And you're like, why don't you play this yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're prone to like sticking the little house pieces up their noses. Mm -hmm. You're right. It also prevents that. Can't do that. I tried fitting the cartridge up my nose. It does not go. (laughs) It does not go. Barely even fits in my mouth, which I tried immediately after putting it up my nose. Glad you waited and told us that now. Yeah. We didn't didn't have to touch the cartridge. Yeah, we didn't touch the cartridge. Oh, by the way, Steve did that with all the controllers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to know where those have been. Oh, my. They're in my butt. Uh, So, anyway. We inferred that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, that's how the analog sticks get all messed up. Anyway, um, do we have anything else we want to say about Monopoly? Have we done this to death? You guys got any final uh, final words of wisdom to impart, board game gurus? Uh, Winning I... did not make me like it more. Okay. Um, and didn't win, though. Losing first made me hate it even more. So. <laughs> so it can't win. Monopoly can't win. Yeah. No, there's really no way to make anybody happy with it. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's a pretty mediocre game, but I'm excited to play it because I got to learn a whole lot of interesting history this mm-hmm. week, and uh, that was fun to, I, I don't know, I like researching, so mm-hmm. that was fun for me. But yeah, not a great game. Uh, do we want to move on to our rankings? Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Every week we are... this game in its place. In its place. It's permanent place until next week when it gets shifted around because the list is ever expanding and dynamic. Uh, yeah, we add the new the game we just played to the list every week. I think we're up to 90-something, 95, 96 games. That's a, that's, that's a real number. It's a real number. Yeah, I'm making that up. Uh, <laughs> so both of our uh, guests here are brand new. So by default, this is your number one and number last game. Yeah, love, yeah. hate. Yeah, you love it. So uh, <laughs> if you guys ever want to uh, expunge the reputation of Monopoly Lover from your records, <laughs> you'll have to come back for another episode Monopoly someday. Monopoly hater, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, this one is going fairly low. Uh, it's going to go beneath the Elmo games, uh, being Whoa. my new number 65. <laughs> the Elmo games? Come on. Those were just one-player boring. The this bar, was at least four-player boring. The bar was lower. Oh. And I think, uh, I, you know, and it's also a faster game. I think we could have played four rounds of each game of Elmo <laughs> in the one space of one Monopoly game. Yeah, but if something is boring the whole time, like... Monopoly was boring the whole time. Yeah, I know, but why would you play four Elmos to one Monopoly if it's just equally boring for the duration? Well, you're not. I, also, you're not. Oh. I think that's the advantage. Oh, got it. I think yeah. this is more incensing you just because uh, I think the Elmo games are our biggest disparity on the list. I think there's like 60 or 70 places between where I put Elmo and where you put Elmo. So I think this might be a sore spot, but... Steve uh, has a, a real willingness to put himself in the mind of the children. Yes. I'm like, no, this game is not fun at any age. I cannot stress how immature I am. <laughs> uh, Woody, where do you put this one? Uh, I'm putting this at number 68, uh, which is right under MRC, whatever, Mr. Mm. Rogers Challenge. Mr. Uh-huh. Rogers Challenge. You so. like that one, but you don't like <laughs> Elmo. No, that stands for Multi-Racing Championship, in case you missed that classic episode. Yeah, exactly. Um... That game was boring, too. Um, you know, I probably had a better game playing this, better time playing Monopoly here tonight because I got to play with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, a four-player boring game is always sort of preferable. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, if you're going to play a four-player game, there's a lot you could play over Monopoly. I mean, you should just... I don't. I won't say this about many games, but you should really just play Mario Party instead because it's essentially all of the randomness that you love from Monopoly with... Fun, sometimes fun mini games. Yeah, there. you never know. It might so. be fun. Yeah. Well, that's it. We're, we're done. We're, we're done. done. Well done, done, everybody. 
Uh, so I think thank you. you. Just, one of these episodes would be like podcast over. And podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Out. We won't have this awkward like how are we gonna end it session that we always do. No, we'll just. Uh, I'll wait for you all to file out, and then uh, I'll I'll turn off all the lights, and I'll say I'm the luckiest son of a bitch alive. And then somebody tries to get in. I'm like, sorry, we're closed. I'm sure you were referencing something, but I have no idea what. That's the last episode of Cheers, you guys. Uh-huh. Come on, Cheers okay. is the best yeah, show ever. it just came off as kind of creepy. I know. It was creepy. Yeah. But Ted Danson does it. It's charming. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, he's Ted Danson. He's Ted Danson. Have you seen yeah. him do the floss? I did. That's the, yeah, delightful. Adorable. Oh, my God. Well, it's thank you, everybody, delightful. for tuning in. Uh, you can find us at ultra64podcast.com. You can find our full list on there. You can also email us. Email us again. I, I haven't gotten an email in a while. I oh, miss you guys. We're so lonely. Ultra- Steve and I have just had to talk to each other. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, ultra64podcast at gmail.com. That's also our Twitter handle and pretty much everything else. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much to our guests. Uh, do you have any uh, – does Rook and Rogue have a website people can go yeah, to? Or, rook yeah, and Rogue spelled all the way out, dot com. Go to that, and if Rook you're in and Bellingham, Rogue spelled all the way out. Damn it, Woody! <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever in Bellingham, uh, please make it a, make it a priority. It's one of my favorite places in town, so uh, please be sure to come and visit. Katie, do you have anything to plug? Anything to um, shout out? Well, if you're in Whatcom County um, in March, I will be. Um, please come see Whatcom Reads. Uh, Timothy Egan will be here talking about the Big Burn. Excellent. And I'll be half crazy by that point, so you definitely need to come. She's only quarter <laughs> yeah. crazy right now. Only so. quarter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, be sure to tune in next week when the game we are playing is many games. Hint! No. Are you okay? Yeah, I over-gasped. Uh, we're going to be playing Namco Museum. Uh, so we're going to be playing a couple of classic old arcade games. Some Pac-Man, some Galaga, some whatnot. So uh, tune in next week and hear us talk about those games. In the meantime, holy shit, I just rolled three doubles and now I'm in jail and my life is horrible. <laughs> <laughs>